Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the World Football Index Scouting Spotlight Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Miller, joined, as always, by Tom Robinson. This time, we'll be breaking down a player who has really burst onto the scene this year in Brazil. Uh, that's 19-year-old defensive midfielder Wendel, who's playing at Fluminense, uh, has been linked to some big clubs in Europe, and, and looks to be a player that could be moving, if not now, in the near future. Uh, so we'll, we'll be ready to break him down. Tommy's a young guy, small sample size, and, and that is, I think, what's going to make this podcast a bit tough is... We've seen him do it for four months now. The question is, could he do it as a consistent player down the line? And I think that's often the question with a lot of players in South America. Yeah, just the nature of the way South American football works. You can get these youngsters catapulted into stardom and you know they might be whisked off in a matter of six months. So sometimes you don't actually know just how good these guys are or you know it might come a move too soon and and not work out and you know they have a second bite of the cherry later on but yeah Wendell seems to be the sort of new name on on everyone's lips coming out of the 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 Brazilian season I'm I'm not gonna lie about two months ago I'd I'd never heard of him so you know again I've had to get studying up on on him for this podcast and I think a lot of people unless you're someone who have watched the youth divisions of Fluminense for for a while um you know he seems like he did well at the Copa Sao Paulo which is always a, a good measure of, of a, a young player's potential all the Fluminense fans that I've seen online have have been absolutely going wild for his sort of energy and just basically being all over the pitch I the, the only sort of match that I've full match that I've seen him in uh, was in the Copa Sudamericana against Liverpool for, from Uruguay and yeah he, he was absolutely everywhere I was I was there kind of more to watch Nicolas de la Cruz for for the Uruguayans but yeah he was someone who who did pop out and seems like he's you know taking everything in his stride you know, he's he's just kind of adapted to first team football really well yeah I'd like, I'm sure you've seen plenty more than I have of, of this limited uh, amount of games he has played but um, yeah so I'll be I'll be interested to know kind of what you thought his main main strengths and a little bit more about him yeah, I don't know that I could say that I've seen plenty more of him because, as you said, there's really not much to have seen at this point as far as first-team football is concerned. Uh, he's made 11 starts for Fluminense in the first division this year, uh, had not made an appearance before that, started five matches in the Brazilian Cup, uh, and then has started all three matches that Fluminense has played in the Sulamericana so far this year. So not a huge sample size to work with. But everything that he's been handed, he's handled very, very well. Uh, defensive midfielder, kind of a classic sit-in in a, in a 4-2-3-1, um, but is also fairly dangerous going forward. And I think that's what's what's made him so attractive as a prospect is it's not just that he's all over the pitch defensively, but that he's a very, very good player in linking the defense to the attack. Uh, he's scored a handful of goals already for Fluminense, mainly from long distance, which I think is maybe not something that will be always repeatable for him, but it's good to know that he has that in his arsenal and that every once in a while he can catch a keeper off guard with a shot from outside the 18 that can score and hit pay dirt for Fluminense. Uh, you know, a very good defensive player, good defensive instincts from what I've seen. Maybe the most impressive stat that I have on him is in those 11 matches for Fluminense in the Brazilian first division this year, 
he's not received a yellow card. Uh, if you follow the Brazilian first division, that will be an even more impressive stat to you because yellow cards are handed out at a very regular basis. So I think he's a very disciplined defender. He doesn't get caught out of position very often. Obviously, he's still very young, and I think there's still a while to go on his trajectory as a player. But everything that we've seen from Wendell so far suggests that he's going to be, if not a world-class level player, a very strong player wherever he does end up. That yellow card stat is pretty impressive, is it not, Tom? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think... I think everyone who watches South American football knows that it's not all as a, uh, you know, it can be it can be pretty uh, hard hitting at times, and you know, especially with the Brazilian referees' tendency to get the cards out like it's Christmas at any given given opportunity. You know, I think he that's definitely something I've noticed from uh, from reading up about him and and seeing a, f- a few clips of him and stuff. He's his passing also seems to be might not be spectacular and he seems to be quite one footed, but I think he's got a passing percentage of about 89% success rate. So that's very impressive. And like you said, you know, I, I wasn't entirely sure what his, his best position would be. Cause as you said, he's, he's scored a couple of goals. I think both were against uh, Flamengo, the Fluminense's big rivals. So scoring goals at important times and, and from distance is impressive. And, you know, do you, do you think that this is a guy who will definitely stay as a defensive midfielder or, or could he maybe f- function more as a box-to-box midfielder or, or, or you know, what do you think his, his true best role might be going forward? I think he's pretty well suited at the position that he's playing now, which is more of a true defensive midfielder, but also given license to go forward and given license to move into the attacking half. I think he has a skill set that could be developed to play another position, but I think that that would, would take time. As you know well, is not necessarily something that you have in South America. It's hard to adjust positions of players because the matches do come fast and furious. So I think with the role that he's been given now, I found him to be very successful in it. You mentioned the goals. Uh, he scored against Flamengo in both the State League and the First Division and also added one uh, a couple weekends ago against Sao Paulo as well. Again, from distance, as you said, a pretty good passer. That pass conversion rate, I think, is, is at a good spot. There's definitely still development that needs to happen, especially if he's to make a move to Europe, especially to some of the clubs that we've seen him linked to. But all signs suggest that this is a player that two or three years from now, a lot more people will be aware of because of how good he's been at this point. And the trajectory is pointing in the right direction. Yeah, definitely. It seems like he's... Uh... You know, there's there's obviously a reason why some of these clubs like Barcelona, like Porto, Sporting, even AC Milan are interested. You know, these these guys can identify a talent, and you know they might not always get it right, but I think there's uh, there's no smoke without fire. Really, it's it's going to be difficult. You know, it's it's early days in his career, and it really wouldn't surprise me. I think the the price that's been quoted is around 15 million euros. Um, I don't think Fluminense want to sell him, but the the realities of you know football in South America is if you get a silly offer, you're going to take that money because you have to balance the books, um, no matter no matter how big your club is, really. So you you might see him even if it's not the move that he's after, you might see him in in Europe. I mean, do you, what do you think would be 
best suited uh, for him, really. Do you think he's he could go to Europe now, or do you think he'd benefit from staying a bit longer? I think it would be a big risk for him to go to Europe at this point. Um, the sample size, as we've said multiple times, is very small. He's been good, um, but I don't know that he's been at the point where either of us would definitively say, yes, he's a guy who will make it at a European level. I think he can play a useful role on any squad that he's put into at this point, but he's he's not at the point where he would be cracking the first teams of some of the clubs who have who have shown interest in him so far. Uh, as you said, Barcelona have been have been around. Uh, we've seen some of the big the big Portuguese sides, you know, Sporting, uh, Benfica, etc. Uh, those are play those are teams that are always dangerous when it comes to Brazilians because the transition is a bit easier. But at this point, with what we've seen so far, he, I don't believe him to be at the level where he could fit in and really get the game time necessary for a player who's only been playing first-team football for a couple of months to really make an impact. Uh, a, a buy and then a loan back type deal, I think that would be a bit better for him at this point at just 19. But the price tag, you know, Fluminense have said 15 million euros, especially as we've said a couple of times on these podcasts. With the numbers that we've seen tossed around in this transfer window, 15 million euros for a player who may not be ready now, but could be ready in a few years, and then for a mid-tier club could be sold on for even more profit, it wouldn't be a bad investment for a club in maybe one of Europe's big leagues taking a chance on a player like Wendell and then seeing what happens and having the opportunity to maybe sell on for more money later. I think I think I definitely agree on in terms of you know a move right now could be potentially disastrous. Um, you mentioned pre-pod that Gerson was a similar kind of player who who looked like he had all the skills to be an all-round amazing midfielder, but then got that move and it just hasn't hasn't worked out at all. Um, so a lot of uh, sort of flags going up there already, and I think the fact that you know. I think I'm right in saying that he, he wasn't even kind of expected to move into the first team this year. I think, is it Douglas, who's a, I don't know if I pronounced that right, but um, another another midfield prospect for Fluminense. It was only because of an injury to him that's really kind of opened the door. So it's not like even, you know, Fluminense quite knew what they had on, on their hands. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be a case of, for everyone, just staying in Brazil for at least until the end of the year is, is going to be the best option for him. Um, after that, who knows money talks and hopefully he can uh, take to the next step in his career, uh, which, you know, seems silly that we're talking about that when he's only just made his first one, but you know, if he's, he's sort of handled everything very well so far, maybe he's one of these players who has that mentality and, and that drive where he can just um, ease in and, um, and do well. Like, uh, is, is there anyone who, who you would compare him to in terms of style? You know, is he? Do you think he? Do you think the Jerson comparison is 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 one that, that could be relevant, or do you think he's more of a, a Ramirez type player, perhaps? I mean, Jerson obviously played a different position as a winger, um, but I think the Jerson comparison is is fair in that I think Jerson's a player who moved too soon. He hit the ground running for Fluminense. They got an offer. They took that offer in the time that it took them to take that offer. Jerson kind of, his levels kind of dropped. He was then loaned back to Fluminense, didn't really find his footing yet again, then moved eventually to Roma and 
just spent a whole year really not playing. Uh, he made four league appearances, only started twice, didn't get in uh, in the domestic cup, you know, came in a little bit in the Europa League, but just really failed to develop as a player when he really should have been able to at that point. And so we see this so often with these South American players that it's a it's hard to pick the right time to make the move. And if you make that jump too early into the wrong place, it can be very difficult. As far as Fluminense as a club are concerned, you can't blame them for setting a price and if they get that, taking it. Because as you said, uh, Wendell is a player who it wasn't expected. They didn't really know what they had. And so to go from an unknown quantity to a quantity that represents 15 million euros, that's a great deal for them. Because they were, he wasn't even in their plans for this year. So they can make that adjustment should they get that price. Obviously, they could hold out for more money later on. But that's a really good deal for a player who hasn't necessarily shown all that much. So for Wendell, he's one that is very talented right now. I don't think there's any denying that. But that next move is going to be so critical. What he does in the next 18 months is so crucial for him. Even a player like Gabriel Barbosa, Gabigol at Santos, who is a player that I think almost unanimously was thought to be a sure thing, he got his move wrong. He went to Inter Milan, didn't find the game time, stunted his development, and now we really don't know what's next. And that's a player that we were almost sure of. So for a player like Wendell, who we're not necessarily sure of, despite seeing good signs, the next 18 months, Tom, could really make a huge difference in this guy's career. Yeah, I think I think you've got it spot on there. I was another thing I wanted to ask is if this guy is still, uh, you know, debatable as to whether he's going to go on and succeed. You know, would you say that there are a better young players kind of in that similar position that that clubs might want to go for instead? I think there are better players playing that position in Brazil right now. One that sticks out is Thiago Maia at Santos. But that's going to be a whole different price tier for a European club because Thiago Maia has, has, is more proven. He's shown himself at kind of a higher level and for a longer time than Wendell has that this is the type of player that you can buy while he's still young and kind of get a deal on him. Thiago Maia is probably the top of what a defensive midfielder in Brazil in kind of a young age with a future ahead is going to look like. Uh, a player that's been very impressive for me is Thiago Santos at Palmeiras. He maybe is not quite the prospect that Wendell is, but he's shown very well in more of a defensive role as a defensive midfielder. So I think there are players around Brazil who you could make an argument for or against, but the ones that you can definitively say will be better are in a whole kind of different stratosphere as far as, as price would be concerned. Whereas for 15 million euros right now for a young guy, I don't know that you're going to do much better than Wendell because he has been impressive. And, and, you know, there are a lot of concerns and questions with it. But when you watch him play on the pitch, like you said, you watch those matches against Liverpool and you watch what he did uh, against Universidad Católica of Ecuador in the next round of the Sulamericana. He's just very impressive. He just sticks out. And that is why I think this interest is there. Because people see what we're seeing when we watch this guy play. Yeah, that is the magic, really, of watching South American football on a regular basis. Is these guys can just, you know, come out of nowhere and, you know, become stars within six months or a year. So, you know, it's there's plenty of players who've 
who have done similar things and have, have come from nowhere and, and gone on and had really big careers. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, do you, do you think that with Wendell having such a big impact that the Fluminense could maybe go on and have a, have a good season here or, you know, do something in the Sudamericana? I think the Sudamericana is, is a fairly decent goal for Fluminense. They've been up and down, I think is fair to say, in the domestic league. Uh, they're right in the middle of the table uh, in 11th right now with 13 matches played. I think they'll, they'll be a step above that when it comes said and done. I think they'll be in the Libertadores conversation, if not just outside of it. As with just about every club on the South American continent, consistency has been their problem. They've shown well in some matches, and they've shown less than well in other matches. I think they can make a run in the Sudamericana. I think there are some talented players there. Uh, a couple of, of younger guys that we've seen in the Libertadores, uh, Junior Sornosa and Jefferson Oroela, both Ecuadorians who came over from Independiente del Valle, have hit the ground running and have been very, very good for Fluminense. Uh, Sornosa's hurt right now, but when he was healthy, he's been good. So I think Wendell is, is in a good spot where he's at. He's in a, a good club, getting good playing time. You know, he's, he's a regular starter. He's appeared in, in 11 of Fluminense's 13 league matches. Uh, and when he's not appeared, it's, it's mainly been because of injury. So this is one that I think both you and I would agree, one to keep an eye on. But one that maybe the best advice for Wendell right now is to wait, whether that be six months or 12 months, just to wait, continue to play at this level, and then it might be a bit easier to make a move and you'll have a bit more knowledge in order to make a move further along. It's not really a question of if, it's more of a question of Wendell, <laughs> if you want to if you want to put it like that. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. I, should, I immediately regret that. <laughs> but um, yeah, we, <laughs> I think... Uh, He's, he's, he's definitely one for the back burner. Keep an eye on and um, see where he's at in 18 months' time. We will certainly be keeping an eye on him here at World Football Index. You can keep an eye on everything that we do uh, by following us on Twitter and by subscribing to all of our podcasts on iTunes. Stay up to date uh, with everything that we put out. We'll be back later with a couple more Spotlight Series podcasts. We'll keep you updated on all the players to keep an eye on from South America. But for now, all that's left to say is thanks for listening. 